0: have to remember like our time is money. We have value. There is a working business economy like world that we live in professionally that at one point we got to take care of ourselves and I could I could work on Color Guard all day long but I also have to pay the bills so.
1: I also have to think about retirement (laughs) you know.
0: Right and part of that comes with I gotta make sure I'm educated enough to take care of myself so that I can enjoy things like Color Guard. I can't hype myself up so much on Color Guard that I don't take care of myself. And I think a lot of people who do drum corps find that balance to be hard to find, myself included. But um, there's, there's ways to take it down a notch and enjoy it way more.
2: Fox five, where we talk about all things marching arts from the bad bad to the good
1: good from the struggle bus to the perfect 20. i'm
2: montana
1: and i'm pedro this week on the podcast we are featuring mr brian coon the blue devil arizona state extraordinaire
2: it was so nice meeting Brian. It was the first time we've actually chat. We've never interacted with each other other than our first conversation on here. So it was really nice meeting him and getting to learn about him because I thought we've we've just been passerby's for the past I don't know almost decade now. So. I mean, at
1: least like you marched in the same like era as him. Imagine like all the people looking up to him now. Like it's that's true. not even it's passerby's. So that's like cell phone teleporter. And now, without any further ado,
2: Brian Coon.
1: Oh, Oh, Mr. Coon. Hello. Wait, there we go. Hello. How are you, Brian? I'm good. I'm good. I have
0: my coffee.
1: We're all (laughs) friends.
0: Yeah, I. I, um, I saw my colleagues at starbucks already this morning and we all had our giggles for the morning and yeah we're off to start today
1: wait where are you living at right now
0: um i'm currently in woodbridge
1: california
0: that's part of the thing moving to new places all the time though like i feel like i move a lot but um
1: yeah i mean like it's hard to keep track of you
0: (laughs) i know i'm sorry
1: (laughs) no no you're good
0: (laughs) I know people are like, um, oh, I got to come see you in Florida. And I'm like, yeah, let's plan a vacation to go back. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, where have you been in the totality of this year?
0: In the 2020, I started in South Florida. Um, I went in April to Atlanta. Georgia, and then moved my parents from Atlanta, Georgia to Sunset Beach, North Carolina. And then I moved to um, Woodbridge, California by June. Beautiful. So in half a year. How many states was that? One, two, four. three. Four states in six months. Florida,
1: Georgia, North Carolina, California. And
0: I had just moved a year ago to almost a day, minus a day or two, to South Florida. From? From Arizona.
1: That's what I thought. Okay, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I was totally Montana. I was like, I'm not exactly sure what time zone Brian's on. <laughs> I've been on them all,
0: except for Central Standard Time. I Wait, well,
1: I just found out yesterday that Arizona time, is west coast time it's like standard time not pacific standard time lab oh but it's the same time zone. i mean but it's the same
0: at times of the year we're on the same time at other times we're not so sometimes the year arizona's an hour ahead because they don't do time changes so like sometimes i would be um like <laughs> planning like oh like we had um a friend of mine in Southern California came to bring their guard to Arizona for a WGI regional. We are an hour ahead, but they planned their whole thing on California time because they thought we're on the same time. And I was like, hey, where are you guys? And they're like, we're like an hour away. And I was like, it's time for rehearsal. And they were like, oh, we didn't put in the hour the hour like difference. We didn't know. So then we ended up rehearsing until like 11 o'clock at night.
1: And
3: uh-huh. <laughs> God, That's so but fun that- stuff. Hard
1: to that, keep track. I mean, yeah, we're constantly having to translate time zones from East Coast, West Coast, and then yeah. like the Texas girls and the Colorado girls, and the, you know. I, um, I love
0: it though because I mean, I wish we were all in one time zone, but it's fine. Wow. Like, um, because we have to remember, like, our time is money. We have value. There is a working business ec- economy, like world that we pr- live in professionally. That at one point we got to take care of ourselves and i could i could work on color guard all day long but i also have to pay the bills so
1: i also have to think about retirement (laughs) you know
0: right and part of that comes with i got to make sure i'm educated enough to take care of myself so that i can enjoy things like color guard i can't hype myself up so much on color guard that i don't take care of myself and i think a lot of people who do drum corps find that balance to be hard to find myself included but um there's there's ways to take it down a notch and enjoy it way more.
1: Exactly. Like, I joke around about how many times I've quit Color Guard, but it's because, like, I had to look forward and think, like, I'm the only one taking care of me. ColorGuard isn't going to take care of me. Um, or at least it's not going to take care of me of the lifestyle I want, so let me go find, like, my outlets elsewhere, and then Color Guard will always be there. So I never took on teaching full-time, um, I did kind of move sporadically, like, without any real plan and ended up, like, finding Color Guard where I went, but it wasn't, like, the lead goal. So, like, I feel like I have a very, like, diverse set of friends and group of friends that, like, a lot of them don't know what Color Guard is, and I don't let them into that world because it's just, like, too much to explain, but the little more, like, the bits that they see of it more and more, they're, like, that shit's wild like why don't you do more of that i'm like do you want me to be poor do you want me to like not have any time but like then i like reel it back and i'm like actually it is like really cool and
0: like you should learn more about it so yeah
1: i definitely love the
0: fact that you chose the like the phrase box five like um I thought about that a lot, like I was very into scores. I was the score boy at one point on the bus after shows telling people
1: yes. what it was
0: <laughs> and I would make up fake names for the judges and like um, like Debbie Torjete. I don't actually, I think her, I don't know what her <laughs> real last name was, I just know her as Torgette. Torsha Torcha, Debbie Torcha. She Maybe. fucked them
3: over one year.
0: <laughs> well, let's usually, not talk it would, about that. <laughs> it would be Like a a letter dot or like p dot or like d dot coons, and so I'd be like, oh bacon instead of b dot coon or Brian coon. Like I would make fun of their names um and say they gave us this, and so I got into the whole box five idea after reading the sheets, and I was like, wow this is really hard to get. It's like really, really like, you gotta be nails perfect. I'm like, but I'm always close, right? Like we're always close to perfect, but that's not box five. Or like, I really sometimes want to give it my all, but that's not box five. Like, it's like always, always, it's like really set the really yeah. always applying everything to everything you do. And it's like, holy cow, am I box five today? You know, like.
1: And, you know, that those check-ins are real because some, sometimes you'll be box five yesterday and then you wake up today and you're like, oh, going box five yesterday really hurt my hip for today. And I'm going to need to be, like, just adequate to, to make sure that this is being taken care of. And then so that way it can be box five at the show. Eric.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we're not always box five, but that doesn't mean we don't know how like, to be. And that doesn't yeah. mean, like, we can't get to being at times in our lives box five moments to like reap the benefits of that hard work it's a journey like um i've always heard most
1: of it's on the struggle bus
0: oh my gosh yeah it is especially (laughs) really if you can get comfortable on a struggle bus you'll get to the next destination just fine it's gonna get there but you just gotta get through it
1: well um brian let's um let's start with your introduction tell the people about you where you marched where you're from Who you love and why you keep doing this.
0: I'm Brian Kuhn, um, or Brian J. Kuhn. My middle name is Justice, for those of you who don't know. I am a Northern California native, so I was born in Stockton, California, raised in Lodi. Um, I started Color Guard my sophomore year of high school at Granite Bay, um, which is north of Sacramento. And then I. Went on to do the Mandarins um, summer in 2011. And after that summer, I auditioned for Blue Devils and marched um, when I was 16 in 2012 until I aged out in 2017. Um, So I marched six years of the Blue Devils. And then I, while doing that, I auditioned for a, Special talent scholarship at Arizona State University um, to help pay for my tuition. And um, in order to get my degree, um, I auditioned for that scholarship every year. And I went to Arizona State University and got my bachelor's um, in interdi- interdisciplinary studies, concentrating in business and biology. So it's like a hybrid studies of putting the two together, not just like only business and only biology, but like how to make like eco-friendly business occur. So um, very uh, like business and eco-friendly aware, while also working on how to make sure you're profitable. Um, And so I marched Phoenix Independent World on that scholarship. And I have taught various groups along the way. Um, I started with Corona Del Sol um well that was my first teaching opportunity i worked there my freshman year of college in 2013 as a tech and choreographer and then i took a year off and started being a barista and continued to work on school and performing um and marching and trying to pay for drum corps and all that good stuff and then um i had let's see i had um I don't know, there's just so much that happened. Um, I had an opportunity to teach at Gilbert High School under a Blue Devil alumni who was in charge at the time. And- um, Gilbert's
1: in Arizona?
0: Gilbert, Arizona, yes. So I was still in college and I was teaching and working as a barista and performing as a world-class Winter Guard member and still having a social life and doing a lot i was getting like three four hours of sleep for about a year
1: that sounds Uh, right
0: and Mm -hmm. i was late to a lot of things because i kept oversleeping, even though i had like five shots of espresso right before i got in the car and i was like how am i still tired but um the point is i did a lot and i ended up being coming the uh the co-caption head um and lead choreographer designer of um gilbert high school for 2000 let's see, 2015 fall through 2019, and before um, moving from Arizona to South Florida to work with West Broward World. And um, yeah, and while doing, actually, while working as um, the director or co-caption head at Gilbert, um, I finished my degree. while also becoming a loan advisor for Drive Time Carvana. So I was doing a lot while also at times traveling and choreographing and still marching and trying to finish my stuff. And um, I really looked up a lot to previous Blue Devils and in 2009, 2008, a lot of my Biggest inspirations come from the Central Valley, also. So, like, in Bu, um, Santa Clara Vanguard, Winter Guard, San Jose Raiders, um, a lot of the CCGC circuit, um, old, older Vanguard um, summer alumni um, people. I've been taught by so many people at this point that I feel like um, collaborating on, you know, all of their. Fundamentals, I don't even know who to aspire to most. They're all so important. So um, my inspiration is everyone who does Color Guard and everyone who wants to do it or help, even if it's for a day or if it's for 10 years or if it's for 50, you help. You, you inspire someone that inspires me. Um, I used to be really competitive and really hungry to win and get the hundred and B-Box five and every single thing all year round. And um, now I just want to live in the moment and just breathe and enjoy this art that we have because it is performing arts as well and sport of the arts and all that stuff, but it's still art to me. And nowadays I'm more inspired by the art of it and the expression of it and it being my outlet. So I started with a little excitement and became really invested in just having this be a really great, outlet for myself and I met a lot of great people along the way so sorry that was like really
1: long that was everything I wanted shit. okay um do you want to dive into what the special um activities what was the scholarship at ASU yeah oh my god so um I literally never heard of anything like yeah. this so like yeah put so people on
0: so I don't know about you guys but I um grew up thinking I need to do something To get a scholarship to go to college.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: And I was like, I'm going to play the piano. I'm going to be a piano prodigy. (laughs) And then this girl came up next to me and I looked at how she was playing. I was like, that's not me. Okay, got it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to play in bands and I'm going to get all musical, talented, formed, like, you know, all that good stuff. Music runs in my family, so I love it. Um, But we did probably fifth grade through senior year of band. And I did not do anything on any instrument on a scholarship that my parents paid a lot of money for private lessons for. And I did not go to school for music either. However, I did think I was going to get a scholarship the whole time. And little did they know, I actually ended up doing Color Guard and got the best scholarship of my life because of it so <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, what was that, that process card.
1: like what what was the criteria they were looking for how did you have to like defend yourself for this money like it's
0: a, it's a competition it, there's a panel and oh, um, y'all did
1: america's got talent for uh, a scholarship
0: very, okay <laughs> it's very cool so like it's on campus uh arizona state university in tempe arizona um it is a scholarship awarded through so first off Arizona State University Athletics. Um, In the athletics program is the Sun Devil Marching Band, which is one of the top five collegiate marching bands in the country. And it's um, then given the opportunity to disperse its funds how it sees fit. And one of those is because it prioritizes their Color Guard program so much that they are going to award those members who stick to the program two semesters out of the year and um, keep a successful certain average GPA and um, meet the criteria of the university and are you know able to commit to this class schedule and all these things, if you audition for the scholarship, we will award you however much amount we see fit and that we can afford. And so you go and you fill out your forms. It's kind of like a Winter Guard audition. Like you are auditioning to be on the team itself for the son of a marching band color guard and auditioning separately individually as a solo for your scholarship for tuition so you have an entire friday through sunday audition process so i went in 2013 in april um, and i learned the entire phoenix world um, ending five feature as my son of a marching band audition and then i came prepared with my own solo for the scholarship. So I did like Seven Devils by Florence and the Machine. And I did um, dance, saber, rifle flag. And I remember dropping my initial blade five and a half and picking it up, turning around and throwing the next toss. And I was like, bam, right to the four panel of judges. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I can do it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I, I was on a big campus. It was a huge, it's, this college is like a city. Like it's huge. Over yeah. 30,000 people go to this campus, right? And I'm in there like trying to get money to go to college and it's the only one. And so it's a lot of pressure when you suddenly realize it's your future, it's your scholarship that you're fighting for. And every single person that you were just nice to in the hallway is trying to take the same money that you are. So you perform really hard for this panel of judges that you don't know you know, as a new person. And then uh, as you go on at panel of Judges, you realize it's just your instructors and <laughs> they score you. Diva, uh, I love it. Yeah, so then they score you and they rank you amongst everyone and then they sign the scholarship. <laughs> so people get from a few hundred dollars to thousands of dollars. That's thank nice you that. to the Sun Devil marching band, by the way.
1: Yes, and, thank um, you. That's thank an amazing to, program. Thank
0: you to Jim Hudson, Denise Hudson, Brandy DuBose, um, and all of Arizona State University, yeah, they got they got me my education because of it. It was cheaper than in-state tuition here in California. So, but you know, it's two-way street. We both, we we all got to work hard. That was a commitment. Yeah, you know that's And, and you commit time to the program every weekend. You're doing something. There is very little family time. You do sacrifice a lot, um, and you you got to have pride in your work too. So. Being box five at a college marching band is pretty interesting. I will tell you. Uh,
1: and there's like the college marching band scene varies a lot because um, sometimes it's just like a little little club. It does vary,
0: like, or it could be like the stamper marching band where it's supposed to be just like funny, and they're just yeah. like they're just like playing on the idea of it as opposed to being like serious.
1: Yeah, yeah. and then t- some things like some places just have like a tradition of this is what we've always done, so this is where we're gonna like you know just keep like upgrading like Ohio. to, like, yeah, exactly. And, but then I've also heard of like other um, marching bands that they'll like pay your tuition just for being a part of the program. Or if you're a leadership, they'll, um, you get like another cash stipend uh, for being a part of the leadership. Uh, so that's, I, but what like what you're describing at ASU, I've never heard of before. That's really It's
0: cool. incredible. And I wrote letters to over 60 universities Like Like Auburn University, um, University of Alabama, like all these crazy different universities with like beautiful marching band programs. I was like, listen, I just need my education. Would you please at all consider giving me a scholarship? And I wrote this letter to all of them. I remember University of Alabama was like, no, we don't accept male, like Color Guard performers because the entire Color Guard unit is women and they're beautiful women. And, you know, and it's very, it's more of a like, cheer spirit squad than it is we're gonna have a world-class winter guard um you know on the field yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and you, we kind of talk about that too with like the boundary of color guards like expanding and it like goes to like all these different places so there's room for everybody to do like their own thing and bring their own like style and production and history to what we're doing
0: yeah well think about it i mean the university of alabama just for example they have an all-girl like very beautiful showmanship, um, uh, football team um, supported color guard, and then they have the university like winter guard in an independent open group that does very well, and you don't realize that they're tuned the they're, they're the same program. Yeah. And then you, when you realize that, you see you see the um, quality in which they bring to their work, which is funded a lot of times by universities as opposed to independent nonprofits. And so you start seeing the opportunities in having these like um, teams of people who support Color Guard in places like universities who have power to give funds to people with education and you know the right intent to help others learn and grow and succeed
3: that's so cool that they just put color guard on such a high pedestal because i don't that's just so far in here <laughs> like it's it's just so funny that like geographically like how like the i guess just the appreciation for color guard changes
0: the thing that i loved most was getting to go to different places to do color guard and like see what other people do so like that's why i wanted to go to other places challenge myself accept that my way is not the only way and try to understand how other people do their thing. Um, and what I found was the performers are different. It's not just how you teach, it's the performers, the community, the culture, their upbringings, their parents, their um, their demons, their, like, their actual culture, like um, settings and environment that they have to deal with, and then also do color guard and act a certain way for your instruction. And it's very difficult to instruct people who are getting uh, a shit ton of baggage thrown at them outside of the room and still tell them be beautiful, be graceful, be light, be everything, be airy, and or the opposite and be angry and be upset and they don't feel anything anymore because their life is so. But what I will say is some positives of that is um, my perception of the performers themselves. So like going from West Coast to East Coast. Um, West Coast, think about James Logan. Um, from like 95 all the way through probably like 2015 16 even onward whenever the point is there's a style to them and if you ever go visit union city you quickly understand how that style is like a family cultural approach and respect and loyalty to their program and like their families and their their commitment to doing a really good job which is just like how when they throw and catch, they're gonna do a really good job because they are focused on that. They were brought up to feel like capable, and so they have confidence, you know. And then you move into like um, I'd say Arizona, where it's a lot more new people to color guard or younger people, I would say, and it's a lot more fun and it's or it's just a lot more simple and effective. So then you start challenging people, and then you have that like. You have freedom of like, do you want to fill their brain up with all this info or do you want to keep it structural and just like maintain what they have? Do you grow? what they? Do you change who they are as performers and do you like encourage them to be fierce, sassy like divas or do you encourage them to be something that they're maybe more comfortable with? Like you have this like hybrid of like diversity and then going to Florida, I'd say like in my experience, they're just so freaking talented. I don't know who like is making these people but south florida has like like extra talented people like just sitting around in their living rooms not realizing it and they're just like capable of so many things and it's just it's so fun to see you know but all teaching styles are different and these performers have different you know beautiful moments that they carry because of where they're from and it shows to me it really does if that makes sense mm-hmm.
1: Oh, no, it really does and yeah. i yeah i love how you like were thinking wow. about like either encouraging what they're doing and like helping them grow in that or bringing in your own perception of like this wow. is what i think color guard is and like having that balance is super important especially when you're like meeting other people and like walking into programs as the new person or the outsider it's good to like you know not impose your own vision onto things
3: yeah like that's when i when i started teaching crossmen um a lot of the kids are from texas so that was it was just a different even just the way they interacted with the staff um the level of respect is usually a little bit higher and like they say ma'am and sir and like you know that it was just like little little things that were just a little bit different that takes some getting used to but you start to like how you were saying like you start to appreciate the differences based around where you're at um it's I think it's what makes Color Guard so unique and fun and it's kind of cool that it does change around the country.
1: So Brian, um, this taps in a little bit to like when you started Color Guard and how that passion was like um, just brewing within you. So when I um, marched BD, I stayed with Scott Downs um, and Scott through me through me a little bit of like uh your guys this like upbringing and your friendship um and I don't know how much you want to talk about it but I think it's a beautiful story. Okay,
0: yes, I'll talk on it actually. It is cute. It is and so cute. There's so much full circle to this whole idea. When I started doing color guard, it was very like, oh, you do you know how to do it, like you don't do color guard but you like know how to do it and I was like, well, yeah, I taught myself on YouTube like how to do it and in my front yard all summer. And then they were like, oh, well get out of pit, get out of front ensemble, come join the color guard. I was like, okay. And in the process I met Scott Downs who was in the maritoneum um, section. And um, he was like, oh yeah, I do drum corps and I do all this cool stuff and I march. And like, I was like, okay, well, I just apparently joined the color guard. So I'm um, gonna let you know how that goes. And um, he was like, well, you should come see what this drum corps stuff is. You'd probably be pretty good at it. And I said, okay, I will check it out. And he also played bassoon and I played bassoon. So it became like a really good opportunity for him to practice and um, for me to practice and learn from him because he's really smart musician. Um, And so it became, well, we want to watch all these videos, but we have all this homework and practicing to do. So we can't do it every day. And so we started doing it on Fridays. We'd be dead exhausted from the whole week, marching band, homework, everything. And on Fridays, we would get a big pizza and just like watch as much drum corps as we could from either we'd be like, all right, let's start at number one. Or no, let's go in reverse order from 12 to one. Or it'd be, let's do 2008, 2009. Or let's watch the first place from each one. We would do like random things. And or we'd be like, okay, well, what's, we would turn around and be like, what show is it? Who is it? What year? And like, I could tell you it's the blue stars of 2010 and it's Houdini. And I could like tell you all these things. I'd, he'd be like, what horn line is it? And I was like, it's the blue codes. You can't tell by that chord. And um, it'd be like a metropolis 2010. Or it would be like, oh, can you tell who that is? Oh, yeah, it's crown 09. You can tell by the silliness in it. Um, or you can tell by the just the sounds like you hear. Um, or the fact that you know that crown is always in B flat or um, you know that the cadets are always gonna have a crazy ending with their drill, and that you know the Blue Devils are gonna have all these amazing color guard close-ups. So we started just having like this continuous love for watching it and like appreciating it. And I didn't know who I was watching, I didn't know their names, I didn't know who these people were, I just knew on this note they threw a toss and on this part they throw their flags down and they walk away and shimmy and they like do a thing and they just, they have like their moments of, performance or their um, really crazy teased hair and they have all these really cool uniforms that i would never seen before and I watched it over and over and over and I'm like oh wow I never saw that before and I just learned a lot with Scott like what drum corps was and so then he, he and I became in every like in every way shape and form like aligned through high school and drum corps and we set our goals on either marching at another corps from mandarins to get to blue devils we're going straight to the Blue Devils and like we were set we just knew that that's where we wanted to end up and I was like well if I can't ever make the Blue doubles, like if I'm not ever talented enough to get into it I will be okay with marching here or there or like we would ask where would we want to go um, at one point I considered the Cavaliers um, you know like all these different things play out and because of me and Scott's like obsession with drum corps, um, I got into the mandarins with him. We marched every single field show together ever. And since I started doing it in 2010, every single show I was in, he was in unless he was sick or I was sick. And that includes drum corps, marching band, anything. So um, we ended up, doing pretty good moving from our studying of biology at his house and doing color guard outside on the lawn as he practiced holding his horn with the weight on it um for an extra 20 minutes like shaking and being like well I have to have the best horn snap and I was like well I have to have the best seven and you know like we just have to be able to do these things that we see in the video. Like we gotta be able to do it. And it just became like well let's audition and so I had a hundred dollars I had to choose between Vanguard Or Blue Devils. And I had a currently, at the time, I had a Vanguard, Sacramento freelancer, San Jose Raider um, staff, and they were like, just go to the Blue Devils. Like, you won't regret it. So I spent my $100 on it, and I did the Blue Devils audition, and then I didn't make it. And I was waitlisted, and I I got a star and a great job from Scott, and I was like emailing them and TJ, and I was like, what does this mean? (laughs)
1: Like,
0: do you have a number like is there any way i can like find out um like how to assume like if i will at all make it or like if i should just like you know in my head i'm like i just spent hundred dollars like i really wanted to make it now i'm like what do i do is it disrespectful to go back to the mandarins like now that they know that i auditioned somewhere and um you know do i march and it was very confusing um because i didn't understand the community values of drum corps yeah and how to be like okay with being at other drum corps and not just like feeling like you're contracted to one um and so scott downs and i just learned how to basically become who we are together and it was just a beautiful thing and we let each other exist in our experiences and would be like saying hello on the way to the shows and being like having a good show and like it it always came back to us at the end of the day so I just saw him the other day too. It was very
1: good. So,
3: yeah. That's, that's sweet.
1: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a beautiful origin story. I think that's so, uh, so pretty and like how that friendship like blossomed and how like you guys like kept each other accountable and uh, just hyped oh, yourselves yeah. up to do this. Like
0: he, he and I are very proud of each other. He, um, he was the horn soloist for, um, 2015, ballad in the blue devils Mm -hmm. children will listen and he played at uh, that solo in the massachusetts um i don't remember what the, the conservatory for the music place is but it's like this really um amazing thing that they did with the boston crusaders and he played that solo and i cried because i was like oh my god i'm sitting here watching him be the blue devil soloist we're at the peak of our experience like um going from sitting in his living room to sitting on the east coast watching him be basically like this professional musician and i'm being a professional performer and we're just reaping our benefits and we're doing it on our own time and it just felt really good like i don't know it it wasn't always about winning you know it wasn't always about that it was very much about the experience
1: yeah and raw like raw passion and being driven to do something that's amazing
0: you're in the middle of somewhere you've never been before with a bunch of people that you trust uh, hoping to do everything right and get to the next place safely based on the money you and your parents spent so yeah i do the best you can with with what you have and then you have this beautiful like experience happening in front of you and you can't help but appreciate it
3: people talk a lot of smack about drum corps too and it's like when looking at it from the outside, it's really easy to be like, why do you, why do you do that? Like, why do you do this activity where you sleep on a bus and you like spend all day outside in the sun, you know, it's like, it has like a stigma to it where people just don't get it. And it's so, it's so special. Like, like who would have thought that, I, I think about it with this podcast too, cause it's like, who would have thought we would be in three different states chatting about Color Guard, this thing that we just all joined because it looked cool, you know? Right. And it turned into this big, beautiful thing, so it's, it's really- when you're
1: so driven for it when you're young, you don't really know like you're so naive and you just keep yeah. doing it because it's like so rewarding, um like physically and mentally, and then like you keep finding new people and stuff like that that it just like keeps building into it, or like building into itself, and then all of a sudden it's like
0: this is yeah I, this and is I think. It's- like when you're looking at the beginning of your Color Guard journey, it is so hopefully so incredibly inspiring. And like, I remember like just wanting to quit or like going through the emotion, like I hate it. And like, I don't know. I just wanna have like the opportunity to have something to do and have friends. And like, I just wanna be a part of something at one point. And then it grows into these connections of like, oh, I didn't realize I was gonna meet all these amazing people and perform in all these places. And then here I am back at home like seven years later. Like <laughs> super like what happened, bam, it's done. And like now what do I have with it? Or what did I learn and what did I take away from it? That's more or less what I've been reflecting on lately.
3: Yeah, it's funny too, because it's like when you're in high school, like you don't you don't realize. And I was I was thinking back, I think it was like 2010 or 2011. It was New Year's Eve. I got invited, like me and, our, me and a couple of friends got invited to a party, but instead we stayed at my house. And when the fan were was still around, we like streamed. Instead of watching like whatever.
1: The ball drop.
3: The ball drop. We're watching like Color Guard on my mom's like huge iMac. We're all just sitting, New Year's Eve, like just sitting around watching Color Guard. And it was like, that love like I don't I don't know I just never found it for anything else you know I never wanted to be so great at anything like I was good like even with sports like that I was athletic in high school so it was like well I'm so I guess I'm still kind of athletic but like it was like it wasn't I've got I got Um, I got ultimatums thrown at me with sports teams because I was prioritizing color guard. I like, I remember my senior year of high school, I played played softball. And my coach was like, it was the week of WGI. And my coach was like, "Um, I had to, I had to leave because I was like, I got to go to rehearsal. It's like Tuesday of the week of WGI and we're leaving the next day. And I was like, I got to go to rehearsal, kind of important. And I'm like, um, he's like, well, you need to choose like color guard or softball, and I was like, all right, take my jersey, take my jersey. I literally <laughs> said, here you go. I was like, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm the captain of the damn team. I was like, <laughs> so I was like, you can take this. I was like, thanks. I was like, you can sit someone else on the bench because I would yeah. not, I wouldn't be at practice anyway because I'd be at rehearsal. But it was I like
0: anything like that too. I understand that feeling, like choosing between one and the other. Um, I,
3: I hate that too. And like, I try it like now that I'm in the shoot, like, like on the other side, I'm like, all right, I'm going to let you guys do things. Like I want you to be well-rounded, but like at the end of the day, I, I hope that you choose color guard, but I'm not going to be that person where like forces you to choose something because color guard isn't for everybody. So like for me to be like, you got to stay like ball and chain on the ankle, you know, is, is just silly yeah. because you like, I'm, I'm the only one out of like years of, kids graduating from my high school to do DCI to do it like I'm the only one. So it was like seeing like other people like try to keep like to stay in the activity, like stay, stay. Like it's so much time and so much money to have someone not be happy or to be forced into it. They're not gonna like they're not gonna love it as much as people that literally want to be there.
0: Oh my God, let me tell you, it is so difficult to get through seven years of drug core and and college and life and high school at the same time at some point. I mean, I I can't even begin to tell you the amount of times I thought I was going to stop doing it. And the only thing I knew the entire time was I'm going to march my age out. I'm going to march my age out. I'm going to make it to my age out. And so I was like, well, in my mind, I have a perfect opportunity. I have 6 years of blue devils. I'm going to have the most beautiful age out ever because they treat everyone not only with respect but like the age outs get I just noticed some more special treatment. Even if you're a first-year member, age-I don't, it didn't matter how many years I had, Is was the fact that I was aging out with the Blue Devils. That's gonna be special, regardless of who you are or how long you've been there for. They're gonna make you feel good. And I was like, I'm gonna get that. I want that for myself at the end of all of this hard work and practice. I mean, well, to get into where I got, I practice every single day. And I practice every single day with my headphones in for hours. And I still do i just share it with people now like what i've been doing i've been doing since 2010 and to learn how to spin on my own is what i do and try and find my own way to do it and people comment all the time on like what i should do and i'm like you try doing it you try (laughs) making that decision on that split second moment in the music on what to do and tell me what you're gonna do because everyone's interpretation is different and you're not wrong maybe i should do those things but It takes a lot of time to decide what to do. And when you've done it for a long time and you have a lot of options, it's like doing this Rolodex thing forever and going, I've seen it all. I've seen it all, I've seen it all, I've seen it all, I've done that, we've seen that, we've seen that, what's new? And Scott Chandler, for some reason, is really, really good at doing that. And um, I think formulas work, but discovery is more fun. And I can't guarantee success with discovery. So I've grown more into the fun aspect of it more lately than the competitive. Yeah, especially
1: because like competitive's not a thing right now.
0: It's not. It's really not. But the life skills are still a thing and the discipline is still a thing. And so I was thinking about, you know, what did I take away from all this? And one thing I wanted to say was like at the Blue Devils, I've, been very diva and this and you know that's awesome and super for the blue devils and in that time and place but i've never taken being a diva um and being um over the top confident as a skill to the workplace like it doesn't work people don't relate to that people don't understand Mm -hmm. why you act that way so you've got to form a blend of your confidence and skill into a streamline of energy to what you're focusing on and i started to um, probably realize that a little too late but never too late you know Um, and so now you know just thinking on how i can grow more with this it's like who needs to know what like what do you need to know like robert jordan is very good at sharing information and being very approachable I don't think I'm as approachable personally, I'll admit. I think I'm a little bit more of a, of a bitch. Um, but that's not to be a bitch to anyone. That's just like, I have a sassiness about me that people find my sarcasm to be rude or humor to be dry. And I'm like, sorry, you don't get me, but I'm not trying to be rude. And, um, I want to share my information too, but I just have a different like edge to me than some other people do because of the time I spent doing this and because I don't have as much patience sometimes to explain why I do what I do. Because I've already gone through it so many times, I'm like, I don't have to tell you. I don't have to explain <laughs> it to you, but I hope yeah, that you that's... enjoy it. I hope you feel something. You did, apparently, you know? And it's not to be rude. It's like, I just don't have time to go back Sometimes, just like anybody else, I don't have time to go back and clean that section. I don't have time to go make that toss better. It is, it is what it is. Like it, it seriously is. And um, the
1: universal color guard saying, like it just is. it is
0: what it is. And do it again. And all these things, try it again. Like I don't know. Like I have to tell myself that every day for basic things. Like it is what it is. You need to do it again. You need to go get that right. You need to take another <laughs> rep on that. On Deborah that.
1: Torgette is not judging me. Like, I'm not no, going to be no, looking no, up those no, letters later. If
0: you know better, girl, then you better be better. You know, yeah. if, if if you're aware, you got to work on it. And so I've just been very aware of, like, what I did get to experience. Now that Drum Corps is gone, I'm, like, so heartbroken to see all these old posts. And like, I really got to learn something so special from all this and be a part of something with a bunch of people. It wasn't just me who was awarded these things, it's teams, you know, and now as an individual with my platform, like you guys have yours, what can I do in times like this? I can't be anyone else but me. I can't do anything else but what I know, and I can't try to be anything that I'm not. So it's a great time for all of us to just figure out who who we are and what we wanna be and how to take care of that and maintain it. So if you're gonna choose an unsustainable future, congratulations, you're aware of that. If you want to choose something that's successful for you, congratulations, you're aware of that. But I don't have that issue for you, that's yours on your own and mine on my own. And so all I can do with Color Guard that I've learned how to do is inspire people to have an expressive outlet. So, whether you know how to toss a six or throw a rifle into the ground and break it in half, if that was your expressive outlet, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. And I mean that, it sounds sarcastic. That's what I'm saying. Like My tone sounds weird a little bit, but like I really don't mind if you broke your rifle and you threw it into the ground. If you left feeling better, my day is made. And if you left feeling like you got your anger out because somebody pissed you off earlier in your own environment, great. You got it out, but you're fine life goes on, and that rifle, it can be replaced, but you cannot. So let's use these things as helpful. Like, I call them, like, self-care moments of improv. And, like, it's my meditation. That's all I can do. I can't sit still, but I can spin and listen to some Billie Eilish or get into the Sad Girl Summer and, like, listen to some new music and just try an abstract song. That's what I have this for, and great. But until competition comes back, it's just like I, we need to stay connected somehow with everyone. And I love, I love where it's going for everyone to share it on their platforms in their own time. And everyone deserves to take their time doing that. It's not a rush or a race. It's not, it's not about getting to it first. We all want to get there and we'll help each other along the way. If somebody strikes, strikes gold, you let, you let a sister know, <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta do the work too, you know? Um,
1: so. You mention a lot of, like, things that I think can be threaded together, like, with your, like, drum corps experience, like, how, like, driven and passionate you did it, and all the things you sacrificed to um, to do, and all the things that you worked around, like, or things that you built around, like, doing it, and then, like, you age out, and it's, bam, you're done. Like, and that's, like, it, it, it's literally, like, that's it. You were at the peak. You were, like, celebrating such a huge high, and then chop that's it go teach that's it go do like live your life and um
0: pay your bills
1: yeah so there's like that bam you're done moment that really was like oh damn like i i remember like leaving drum corps and like just jumping into like the next big project knowing that drum corps was going to be there and then like finding other ways to like replace like what drum corps was during that time slot like with other things um so it was like constantly like chasing like another thing to I do know. um but like getting, feeling that realization of like, bam, you're done performing. Um, it's kind of hard. And now like everybody's going through it, like as a collective with the pandemic, like yeah. we're all done. Um, so just, yeah, to hear just like your words and your like thought process and how it's like all culminated to just like, just be creative, just have your outlet, just do your thing that like keeps you sane. It's um, so important and relatable.
0: Well, I kind of lost my outlet for four months in 2017 like i was in the peak of my career like i was going into my age out summer i was going to do my senior year of college graduate i had one semester left i had um my fourth year with my phoenix independent world experience it was like all work. everything was ending yeah and the beginning of January 2017, I separated my um, shoulder from my collarbone. And um, I had a surgery. I had my shoulder basically separated from my collarbone for three weeks until they repaired it. Try putting on a shirt without your collarbone attached to your shoulder. Try it. It's awful. God awful. And I got through that. I got a metal plate put in my shoulder so I could do my drum core age out. And I did not march Winter Guard that year. I just like went along, I choreographed with my left hand and I reversed everything for my kids, mirrored them. I was like, try this in my head, like, this'll work. And I have my arm in a sling. And um, I started my age out summer with a metal plate in my shoulder, not knowing if I would survive the whole summer. And I had all these goals to make it to my age out. I had worked so hard all these years. And I broke my shoulder right before my age out. And it's a six-month recovery. So January, I broke it. They fixed it at the end of January. And then six months until I'm, quote, unquote, back to normal. And I had April Cam learning how to do all these things for Metamorph. And I can't tell you how, <laughs> how much I was grateful to be there and how bad I felt at the same time for my team that I was like, Risk the entire time, and how bad I felt about it being like potentially something I I would never get to do again. And so I thought I was going to perform for a long, a long time, and that that was quickly cut off um, by my injury. And so I I don't perform anymore, and I still have to be careful with my shoulder. But um, you know, I do my best to still use my outlet while I can so that, and record it as much as I can, almost like writing in a journal, like get Mm. it out of my head as much as I can until I can't any longer, um, because I have so much within me, I feel like, and I am afraid of not being able to do it anymore because I have this injury and I have, you know, just so much to worry about um, from it preventing me being able to do what I love to do or express, so.
1: Um, and shout out to you and like the team at Blue Devils that like helped take care of you, um, and like nurse your injury and like help you like be in like your best shape to perform with that injury. Um, and also shout out to you during the ballad flag feature, your, uh, age out year. So, you know, that big, beautiful butterfly flag feature, Brian Kuhn is in the last corner. They do the, the shoulder roll the neck roll the trap and then everybody goes into a two-handed cartwheel and brian coon at the very end just a one-handed cartwheel to like not put any weight on that shoulder i'm correct
0: right and you're basically well yeah basically like because the the pole was trapped on the metal plate that i had just had surgery on the whole summer (laughs) so like i would hold it in the crease and then i would do an illusion over so i wouldn't put my arm down because I couldn't put my body weight also because I had gained weight from not moving for so long (laughs) I was like big girl summer okay and um I was trying to do this cartwheel which is enough you know with a pole in your thing in your Mm -hmm. neck and then have a metal plate and a and a, a, a scar like healing and doing that every day so I didn't do it the whole summer and like the staff was like going like nuts they were like he's not doing it he's not doing the cartwheel like this is he's the last one at the end of the ripple and he's not doing the cartwheel. And I, I told him, I was like, I'm not doing it until July or like the last week um, because I wasn't technically recovered until then. So um, I did it the last week and Scott walks by and he goes, oh, you're doing the cartwheel. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm doing it, Scott. Like I feel like a little kid at the end of like all these years, all these years, and there's concern about me doing a cartwheel but it's because I had a surgery and I had to be so cautious about it. In order to do my show, I can't break my shoulder on a cartwheel, right? Yeah. You have to pick and choose your battles and be aware of your body and like be careful. It's like as much as I pushed it, that cartwheel flag feature moment, y'all love it. I hate it. I hate that thing with a passion. It is. I hated it. I was so mad when they wrote it. It is so like, girl. You know, I'm standing here in phase three of four on a shoulder recovery surgery, and you just wrote that thing. And it's, I'm like, it's so important for me to do it too. I'm like, <laughs> if I do this, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. And like, what am I supposed to do now? So it was stressful,
1: and like, it was but also stressful. like, An illusion instead of a cartwheel. <laughs> womp womp. There was so much going on. It was a ripple. The horn line was moving this way. The Big beautiful props are set up. Like people probably Bro, didn't even notice we not doing the cartwheel.
0: I did the cartwheel
1: at the end. No shade, it's
0: done. I did the thing. We got the points, and there's there's a DVD. Uh, my my cousin's bootlegging it in the lobby.
1: So. I love it.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: We need yeah, we need to like find ways to disperse all these videos again because it's yes, you know. I, know I miss the fan <laughs> network. Yeah, we all miss the fan network. What you were, like, talking about, though, about, like, having that fear of not being able to do this again, and, like, you know, we're all so young and gorgeous, uh, and we have so much life and vitality to us, but aging is a real thing, you know, we, as much as we try to drink coffee and put on our eye cream, like, aging is a real thing, and- You guys have um, eye cream? Oh, yes, you know, that Mario Badescu- I movie. need eye cream, <laughs> i'm just kidding with y'all but you know the things that we do to like remind ourselves that we're young and snatched and beautiful and like just finding what like i'm more aware of my body now than i was when i was just doing tricks and stuff because some days i wake up and this left knee i was so- is, like hello i'm here i'm trying to have a conversation with you and meanwhile i'm just like please shut up and let me like walk normally but like it's There's just so her- much to say on like taking
0: care of like body awareness and teaching it to people by the way like
1: yeah which-
0: a lot of people a lot like, do this, and I would be the person to try the trick because I had the control to try it the first time and like, go, do it, all right. I'll be close, not always right, but close. It took me a long time to understand why I hurt myself. It's, mm. It took me a long time to figure out I needed to plie my standing leg in a, um, a ponche roll, And that, by the way, in context, had just switched to the bad side. So I was less flexible and I'm a tall kid. So like, you know, when Mm. you're like less flexible, your head's farther from the ground. I basically dove into a hardwood floor.
1: Okay. And
0: going from a very graceful, maybe not always graceful, you know, she has her moments, but um, going from training and focusing on control and then diving into the ground because you don't have information, that's a big difference. And it's just the information that makes the difference. So I hurt myself by not using information because I didn't have all of it yet. I just didn't get to it in time. So I hurt myself trying to get there. So it became my goal to protect my students and my friends whenever we do this. I mean, I let kids wear helmets when they're learning tosses because I don't want them getting brain damage when they hit themselves in the head okay, we don't need Sally to knock her teeth out before seeing your pictures. You know, like there are important (laughs) things for these kids to get to that I cannot prevent. Like a girl tearing her ACL because she didn't learn how to turn out and do the attitude correctly on a turn. Like that is on me, I feel like at the end of the day. And as an instructor, I want my kids to only do things that they have information on how to do, which is frustrating. You want them to be able to do everything. So people are like, we'll just do it. We'll just throw it. We'll just try it. And like, there's plenty
1: right. of kids that will and, because, you know, you're younger and are more flexible or, you know, you have like more grace in your recovery when sometimes you're 13. Good. It. Sometimes
0: it's like, girl, you just need to throw it to the gods and just yeah. throw it as high as you can and but... let it hit the ground. We are all here for you, supporting you to drop it. That is okay. But sometimes um, a, a double illusion under a six just doesn't make sense to me, you know. And there's some things that I'm just like, I don't think that's physically going to work. Or you know, like you're asking a lot of a performer in that moment. As the performer, I'm telling you, I would not want to do that. And um, one time, I didn't get out of that, and it pushed me. And you know, there are moments where the designers like, you got to do it, you got to try it, and I'm like, okay, sure. And you end up you end up pushing yourself actually, which is part of the process that you signed up for. Is you know, pushing your boundaries. So it makes sense to be expecting that and be open minded to it, but. I do urge anyone trying new things to try it with caution and using your information first and then get to it. And it's
1: never just like this big impossible trick that you have to attempt. There's like, you can break down all of the like individual skills and just practice like one of them. Literally all the surrounding skills and build your way up. So you don't like have to just be fearless and try to do a front roll or turn into a front roll under a six. Like, there's a lot of steps like save
0: yourself save take care of yourself first
1: yeah this conversation's reminded me a lot about like no yes but like i was gonna say this book um called on earth we're briefly gorgeous um and it's like not about color guard or athletics at all but it like touches on these things on like aging with grace and being fearless and um but it's like nothing, it's about like the Vietnam War, like, <laughs> um, and prostitution and stuff like that. But it's like, it, the, the you know, it all just, to me, I'm like cuckoo and like draw through lines between very irrelevant things. Um, okay. But th- this is, uh, I, I think, think this is all a really good conversation. Yeah, well, there's a lot that I've been thinking about, like, waiting. Shoot, Brian, this is Brian. your, this is like, you know, we bring people who have, have the experience and the knowledge and are uh, figuring it out to just like. uh, Trying to figure it out, you know what?
0: I'm trying to figure it out along with everyone else. A lot of us are hurting right now because of everything that's going on. I mean, so perspective is I, I, you know, move from coast to coast because I'm trying to figure it out and there's nothing wrong with that change. It's about keeping this mentality of like quality work and trying to move, motivate yourself to be successful in whatever you're doing. And that's what Color Guard's taught me is how to endure that and get through those tough moments and boundaries and know your limits um, and start practicing those every day. And it's been great with this quarantine to do that. But the hard part for me to get through my head is what do I do with this talent of Color Guard that I have and what do I do now with it to help other people? we all need to encourage each other to try and do our best when we teach, but um, we can't really, we shouldn't hurt anyone along the way or step on anyone's toes along the way who's trying just to include other people in what they enjoy. So for me, um, I, I kind of want to hear your thought on this. Um, I'm thinking, you know, for me, I want to take my videos further. I want to have Um, you know if anyone's out there and wants to help with video in central valley california (laughs) um i want to create like color guard videos to music that's um trending or something that's new i have an idea of like doing outdoor videos and like public intersections and doing things that create attention to Color Guard and then also using it as a platform to speak on charities or organizations or um, other platforms that need to be heard um, and just create visual representation through Color Guard and do it on YouTube and share it with anyone who wants to see it. But the point is I want us to have something to do. I want us to have something all to benefit from by doing this I, it's not just com- competition it's not like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you guys know um when i find who's who's gonna be the saber in bad Bunny's next video but you know what i mean like that's the kind of like things that i want for us to have opportunities in doing and making money is getting serious professional talent out there you know which is what i, I love about like what
1: relentless team. is doing like our conversation with Michi and I know like you've worked with them. Um, like just seeing them bring it to like these different venues and her talking about like how they yeah. have to market it like it's you know, that's the work that we're gonna benefit from as a whole. And the more people doing that the better.
0: Yeah. And you know, like I like to think of how Michael Rosales approaches it with such a professional talent mannerism and like character and identity of who he is and genuinely brings forth his um, industry knowledge to share with his um, community of people he knows and networks with what ColorGuard is to the industry and how he makes it important. That being said, you know, somebody's got to figure that out for the competition. Somebody's got to figure that out for the fun. Somebody's got to figure out like the mainstream art of it, you know, the videography of it. There's so many components that exist and are potential because it's art for us. It's, Mm -hmm. there's no rules to art and there's no mistakes. And, and there's a young genre of people who are just, I feel like getting closer and closer together of like, hey, let's support each other. I know it's not going to be perfect, but let's go for it. You deserve to be in front of a camera. You deserve to be on a podcast. You deserve to be, you know, in front of one person. You deserve to be in front of a million people. You know, it's, can you bring it, in the moment at that time as a performer, are you gonna be that box five? You know, or are you gonna do the job that you signed up for? Yeah, I think
3: um, I was talking about it being art. I was just speaking to Pedro about this the other day and I was like, you know, this is like the first time in my life where I felt free, you know, like free to just, even I don't, I don't care if people don't like it, they judge it, whatever, but at the end of the day, there's no rules. And when you said that, it was like, exactly. And I think, because Color Guard has been put into like, for example, this box five, they've been put in a boxes as to what you need to do, what you need to achieve, like all, yeah, to check off certain things on a list in order to be considered good at what we do or to be even adequate. Get back to the idea that it's art, you know, like it's art with a flag, it's art with a rifle, it's art with a saber that it will just, I think it will like free some people from limiting themselves because i think color guard can be limiting for certain people because they feel like oh because i can't do this because i can't toss a six because i can't do this blah 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 it makes them feel inadequate but at the end of the day it's like there's there's literally like we made fake rules like rules for just for competition like they're not real like no one gives a shit about the rules of color guard like because people from the outside they see it as people spinning a flag and it's cool it's fun to watch and it's and they don't realize that it's an art form but like they're literally like feeling something and enjoying from watching it's like going to a museum and looking at a painting and feeling something from it being able to interpret it like right now everyone's kind of freaking out about the quarantine because it's like things are going to change and like again me and Pedro have had these conversations about like I'm slightly like uneasy like i
1: say throw the whole thing away (laughs)
3: yeah like it it kind of freaks me out a little bit just because it's all i know you know i've been put in this box and for the past decade of my life and for longer 12 years 13 years and it's like okay everything's gonna change kind of freaks me out but at the end of the day what are the possibilities
1: and what i like I was very lucky to have really awesome experiences uh, through the activity stuff. Always is, you know, there's always going to be stuff to critique there. So those conversations are like super valid. I had a very like pristine drum pour experience so like there's a lot of stuff that I'm not aware of and names that I like don't know of that like you know just where these some of these conversations were all around but like also people are like grieving hard as hell like the people were supposed to this was supposed to be their age out summer people are gonna need to take their time to grieve through all of that and like process that so like just letting letting people be while they grieve and like just work through it like I was able to come to the conclusion that like throw it all away and let's figure something else out like because i've like have thrown it away in my own personal life and then also yeah, you've been I, through it some distance exactly you know, but and like
0: i think that's something important to touch on is like tell everybody like hey it's okay i know we all have like a such a serious love and like um
1: for indie and like dci finals this, and the whole process like
0: an atmosphere of creativity and excitement it's our disneyland or disney world and there's so much magic that happens so my goal is to help people have the tools to safely grieve and like go through these times of like you're a talented sensitive performer like you have such a mind it's like your mind works just like in languages in different parts of your brain and so if you're accessing the side of your brain that's a language to learning how to spin an animate object then you have to maintain that part of your brain somehow right to keep yourself not feeling like there's a void and improv is a great way to do that going back through doing old shows and reminding yourself how you did that is great bruising up your hands and just throwing a couple tosses every now and then is great to get that moment of like connection back and um people need to know that it's okay to move on and do whatever they see fit for themselves whether it's a full-time job or to teach but The point is, this isn't going anywhere as far as people, and the whole thing was about people in the beginning.
1: Now, People are going to be consuming Color Guard through their screens, so um, just trying to, like, spice it up a little bit is uh, important, and the next avenue, and people are already doing it. Like, I saw, like, a Color Guard music video a little bit ago, Relentless, again, Nietzsche, like, Relentless has done these things before at the beach with, uh, like, her crew of people. I think it's all really great, and we should all, like, that's what Not I mean. Like, if you
0: have the tools to do it, that's why I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out right now. I'm like, what do I need? Bare essentials. What do I need? Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I got a phone, I got storage, I got a YouTube account, I got a tripod that I need to work on getting. I got a setup of where I can go. Like, I have friends nearby who maybe can join. Like, I have time planned set aside to just enjoy this and find ways to create Mm -hmm. something
1: i'm like i really want to
0: do it i really want to do this and i'm like well at least i have something i want to do exactly and like we
1: said earlier there's a vision and we'll just keep building towards some grand goal you know i think that's great
0: until then i'm really sorry i'm posting so many videos but like live your life no else to do
1: live your life pay your bills and then do whatever the fuck yes oh
0: my gosh and I just decided um, I'm going to start teaching a little color guard up here in North California Wow, North California, Northern California. Beautiful. I'm gonna teach a color guard up here in Northern California. Beautiful. And it just so happens to be the color guard that I graduated from. So i it's coming full circle to where me and Scott Down started. I'm now going back to go and teach. So Do you I'm want really to talk excited. about
1: your uh, private lessons and that little journey? To- yeah, that you I know,
0: finished? actually the private lessons is a lot tougher than you think. Um oh I'm sure. You know, people are like, oh, just do private lessons. And people are like, Oh, I want to take them and like, you know, like we'll we'll do it and I set it up and like we do it. And um it's a lot harder than you think because you're giving you have to remember to breathe a lot of the time and you're like, I need a chance to tell you information to let you process it. Usually you're used to like ten, fifteen people all processing and you have like a, a slower rate of teaching sometimes or even a faster one, just because you can like blanket statement and move on. But when you're helping a certain person on your own, you have to really tailor yourself to that person and Mm -hmm. really work on connecting with them right away because you need each other's trust to create progress in this kind of activity. You really need to be open with each other. It's really a lot of money spent for a short amount of time, in my opinion, and um, although that's helpful for someone who needs to pay their bills like me i feel like group classes are just as effective mm-hmm. and group classes can be if not cheaper at least a little bit more easy on a person who maybe has social anxiety or maybe has difficulty learning quickly it gives them a chance to breathe and think and watch others visual learning is huge and so it's tough it's it's just a little tough you've got to be smart about how to teach people through your words and tell people how to do something through a screen and explain to them what to expect safely and in a timely manner and correctly and not confuse them and frustrate them so it's very like are you willing to have the patience to help somebody who might get very little done in a zoom session or you know do you want to go and do it in person or have classes so yeah, it was very what? it's very tricky i don't know if i don't know if it's really gonna be for me much longer because it is so tricky to yeah. tailor in person as much as i want to um one i hate taking people's money and two um I, feel that. um I don't think that it's as beneficial as maybe spending time on doing classes
1: like i'm a terrible business person like if you like I can't like sell things. I mean, I can, and I have, I've done fundraising and I've done like cold sales and things like that, but it's just like, do I want to do this? Nah, not really. Um, but what I think is cool about the private lessons is like the process, like you're not, you're not going to be able to like get somebody, or I shouldn't say it like that. Like one private lesson, you can only get so much done. But like, as you said, like you, you have to like meet the people where they're at. So you have to tailor yourself to them, and then you also like grow a connection with them yes. um, with each private lesson. So it's like the culmination of like many private lessons that you can, I, I guess, more clearly see them. It's
0: world. a lot of work on your own, honestly. Like you know, yeah. it, it's it's making your own
1: little lesson plans for these people that you, you just met through ind- Zoom. Like
0: literally, individual lesson plans for each person, notes that you're taking throughout the lesson to remind yourself to send to them what after, and like, it you forget, you make mistakes, you know, connections are difficult sometimes, you're outside, it's windy, it's raining here, it's not there, like anything can happen.
2: Literally. And you're like,
0: I just wanna make you better at color gardening, you spent money, and I'm really trying my best here. Uh, to make you feel special and it's hard to do that and hard to guarantee that every time so it makes me nervous um teach individuals sometimes compared to a a class you know true not saying i don't want to i just it's i get social anxiety just as much as anyone else does so
1: yeah and let's just keep you know spotlighting people that are doing these things and like celebrating everybody's little wins because there's going to be a lot of little wins as we like keep Figuring out what we're going to do with color code without yeah. like, celebrating anymore.
0: everyone's little small victories along the way is a great idea, Pedro. I think that's yeah. a great idea. And I, I, I wish people would do that more. Like, not that I want people to comment on everything, but I want people to actually say what they felt or like to actually express back, like, hey, I really liked that part on this quote of this song. It really resonated with me today. And I just want to have an open conversation. It's not about who's the best anymore. It's about what are you doing these days? I don't know, like literally just stay connected. That's, that's work that doesn't make you money. That's work that makes you um, feel like you're doing your part in the process. Cause I feel like I don't do enough with all this and, and understanding that I have. I'm like, there's not enough to give back to everybody without exhausting them
1: especially because like in my career I can point to like the people that like if it wasn't for them providing that lending hand I wouldn't have been able to do none of this um so like just like never forgetting that and wanting to be that for others I feel like
3: too that like someone took the time to reach out to you thinking that you are the expert in that area and it's like they, they clearly could have reached out to the thousands of people that um, like in their little Rolodex of people. At the end of the day, they thought you would be the best person or they thought you would be the person that would give them the best information or they, that they respect the most, look up to the most. And so it's like, I think about that sometimes when people reach out to me about like questions that literally like, I mean, color guard's kind of hard to like Google, you know, like you can't like Google, like, how does this look? I think about like, when I ask questions to people, it's like, I can probably just Google this, but, like, for human connection between people is, like, why not? Just start a conversation. Open up the dialogue.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Like, you know, there's only so much you can do by engaging, like, through text. Um, so, like, having conversations like this or just reaching out personally for advice and stuff is super important. Brian, do we have time for quickfire questions?
0: Yes, let's do it.
1: How do you take your coffee? Um, What's your ideal cup?
0: I wish I could say I drink it black, but I don't. Um I drink my coffee as a latte every time. Um and so I do espresso and I will do three shots usually in a grande cup and sugar free vanilla just to add some flavor and my two percent milk and it's really nice and and um you know
1: that's what it needs to do
0: nice and flavored with plenty of energy.
3: Do you do hot or iced?
0: Iced. Sorry. I don't know. I just I I like cold drinks. I like cold food. I like cold things.
3: Yeah. I like
1: cold hearts.
3: I'm I'm a
0: cold hearted snake. (laughs)
1: Um, If you could have lunch with someone dead or alive, who would it be and why?
0: I would want to have lunch with Scott Chandler. Because I may have performed in his Color Guard, but I feel like I don't know Scott as well as I wish I do, or I, but I wish I did. And so I hope that one day I could have lunch with him and just converse because he is so amazing and I don't know why <laughs> all the time, how he does it. And I and I just, I think there's a lot of amazing people out there that I could choose from. And I wish I could say more like Jay Murphy or, you know, like Pete Emmons. And these are all Blue Devil and multiple other core related people like Troopers and, um, Boston, and there's, it, it's all connected, I'll just say that, but there's a multitude of people that I wish I could sit down with, but I would probably say Scott Chandler first, and then
1: <laughs> He's first on the RSVPs. <laughs> he
0: is! Anytime, Scott, I'm really close by now, I'm in the Central Valley, if you want to meet for for, for coffee. Oh my gosh, bring the Boston Terriers. His his husband, Mark Metzger, Um, he designed the drill for my high school when I was in high school Winter Guard. And so
1: And Mark has like a pretty interesting color guard story too, right? Mark was a drum major. Yeah, and like never did color guard and then one day just like picked it up.
0: Yeah. He's amazingly um spontaneous and creative.
1: What is your most prized possession that is not color guard related?
0: My most prized possession that's not color guard related is my um Let's see, my most prized possession would be my family's um, passed down uh, piano. And it's a wall piano that's at my mother's house and it's been passed down for generations. And um, that's the one that I learned how to play piano on with my grandmother. So that's my most prized possession.
3: What are you curious about right now?
0: I am most curious about how to well i'm curious about a couple things one is not color guard related go ahead there is one is i want to know why and when the hell we're all gonna be doing eco-friendly business and making a lot of money doing that so let me know when we decide to switch out of the fossil fuel um crap because it's it's long overdue i've been hearing about the electric car since i can remember literally i'm sick of seeing a bunch uh, fossil fuels just go into the air as emissions and heat up the earth for my family to have to live through.
1: Um, and for our children to inhabit a planet that is radically yeah. different than what our parents I'm sorry. Uh, I did the
0: color guard and... don't even get me started. already we don't need to make it hotter.
1: Hello. Um, <laughs>
0: so thank you next.
1: Um, don't get me started on climate infrastructure. <laughs> the
0: second thing I want to think I know. That's why I majored in biology and business. So it's a huge passion here. Um, and the second thing that I'm most curious about is how to create, um, a network of mainstream, um, color guard performers and choreography opportunities for music videos, uh, stage performances and art venues.
1: Beautiful. And we, like our collective, like consciousness is like always thinking about that because like we said before this is unique and all of us are on it right now
3: okay Last
1: montana you want to ask your, my
3: favorite <laughs> your favorite question
1: yeah your favorite question
3: what is your perfect slice of pizza <laughs>
0: um my perfect slice of pizza actually i thought about this question you take a hawaiian pizza and you take the pineapples off
1: that's the Hawaiian part of a Hawaiian pizza though.
0: Yeah, but it tastes really good because it sweetens up the pizza a little bit. But I don't oh, want
3: to put the pineapples on and then like uh,
0: the on, you cook it and then you take the pineapples off and it's just like pineapple. Like,
3: <laughs> and then it has
0: the um slices on it on the cheese and I don't know why, but the sauce on Hawaiian pizza just
1: tastes better after that. I don't know. You really did think about this. Yeah, like there's process to it. Otherwise, combo. (laughs) combo.
3: But so true. Like having the little like pineapple juice tang.
1: Because it gets caramelized in the oven too. It's a little sweetness. and. I like that
3: answer a lot.
1: (laughs) I would just eat the pineapple afterwards. I really
0: don't like pineapple on pizza. I just like the flavor afterwards for some reason. I hate eating a pineapple warm on a pizza. It
1: is a funny texture. But you know... I put weirder things in my mouth.
0: Wrong podcast. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no, this after is hours. the
1: absolutely right
0: podcast. Oh yeah. Are we doing after hours now? Is this the <laughs> after hours podcast? Come on. Put that bow around your neck and let's do a walk.
1: <laughs> Sashay in those heels. Go ahead. Color so, guard and oh, heels. You
0: know what I wanna do is I wanna do um I wanna do color guard drag one day. I wanna do color. Oh guard my god, drag, yes. Okay? And I want to do it in heels just because it's a challenge. And if I can slay in heels and drag, I bet you somebody's going to pay money for that.
3: Yo, my ankles are
0: breaking. I bet you like, somebody's going to tip me. The well, thing ankle, about- we got to get the right boots. You just got to protect your cankles. To potentially choreograph uh, a pageant Queen's um, Orlando pageant. And um, she wanted a whole Lady Gaga, like part one, two, three thing. And then coronavirus happened and we didn't get to do it. But like it was gonna potentially be ending up having color guard performers in it, right? And if she won this pageant, they were gonna to go to the next pageant and the World of Wonder um, production mm-hmm. team was gonna create a Trinity the Tuck documentary, including this pageant that she was gonna be competing in if we won the one in Orlando with our routine. So mm-hmm. that would have put us in a potential main view with color guard performing drag performers.
1: I mean, that's what Latrice Royale does, and she yeah. puts on a whole... A whole that's project. what, like, see, I know that that sentiment is real when you watch drag, and you're like, there's something about the production value here that's being untapped, or, or not, or that isn't being tapped into. Well, or, like,
0: can more people join in? Can yes. we have, like, auditions for, like, more people to do it? Can we have, like, a RuPaul's Color Guard drag race? Like, speaking for somebody who just, like, learned a lot about the South Florida um, gay community, it was just, like, the fact that their drag scene is so beautiful and like so colorful and so diverse. Like you don't even know um, who you're looking at because they're so, each of them are so different. Each of them have such um, different characteristics and qualities to bring to their art form that their stage production value is through the roof just based on their energy. They got charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. Hello all of the Dion love and all those houses that just do their thing and they just, they own it. They own their stuff. And I learned a lot from that and I loved learning about that through my friends um, that I met at Starbucks down there. And like just like so many people who taught me about just the LGBTQ plus community and like just how to be um, existing with everyone in every way and the colorfulness to our community and like why. So.
1: It's a, beautiful history and just like so many lessons to be learned about like the queer community especially in like places like well just yeah how we just have had to survive like uh throughout this country um and the world that i think like are important stories to uh, like uphold and like honor especially in the color guard community since we are like you know as little gay boys we know it's this is our mecca this is like it's an opportunity so many of us. to feel
0: valid and confident, but it's also an opportunity to, it's also an opportunity to practice how to be a professional performer and self-motivated. Uh, so it takes a lot of work.
3: And to educate all the straight people that have no idea what's happening because it's neat. Like I've been when Pedro has opened so many doors and I'm like, I've never, because like, as a straight, straight people don't straight have to female. know
1: about the gay lifestyle they know enough that we exist and they like but like the entire gay lifestyle they have no idea about they just see us for you know when they see us
3: um so i learn a lot and like i yeah. think that is a big thing too is to educate
1: i honestly
0: believe that like i didn't think that i had any misunderstandings when i got there i was like i don't think i misunderstand who you are who they are who, who they want to be what I misunderstood was how to respectfully be a human being with them as opposed to objectifying them and making them feel like they are something. Exactly. And it's not that they are something, is that they are someone and that yeah. they are just being themselves and we all are trying to do our thing. So, you know, you're born naked and the rest is drag is really a serious like way to think about it. We're mm-hmm. all just doing drag every day, trying our best to be who we want to be. And, you know, that's great, but I don't know, this whole thing that like we're all inspiring ourselves through is just very um, helpful in times like this to be able to grasp onto and to move forward with confidence that we're all going to do our best and that something's going to come from this. And it's really not that dark of a time if we choose to like find ways to shine light in our, our daily lives and stay connected absolutely
1: um so brian you want to tell the people where they can find you and see what you're up to
0: yes absolutely well you can find me um on instagram at brian j coon um you can also find me on twitter at brian underscore coon or you can just add me on facebook brian (laughs) coon and um you can also you know um Call me if you're looking for a cute bachelor and you, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Any cute bachelors out there, hey.
1: She's got a degree. She's a professional.
0: Working on getting that full timer and benefits. So talk to me in a year. (laughs)
1: i'll I'll be sending off all applications to my secretary and we'll be looking for the most qualified applicant
0: if you have any inquiries at all it's just briancoon23 at (laughs) gmail.com in the subject line you can just say um hey with three y's
1: (laughs) dilf application
0: (laughs) hey (laughs) You can't, I'm looking you in, I'm turning red, it's so embarrassing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just need a man who makes me say, out all the time. out,
0: webbow, out, This is like super fun, you guys. I can't believe we have, I'm sure we could go on forever.
1: Literally, and we could Thank probably you. do this again. Yeah, um, and we, we should do it again. Just
0: talk again, just for fun, even. I really appreciate being. Um, have an opportunity to be with you guys on this. I have no idea what's to come, but I know that it's going to be exciting for all of us. I'm
1: sure. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Thanks so much for hanging out, though. This was so much fun. So nice meeting you.
0: Nice to you too. I know there's a lot to talk about. So
1: there will be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll thank let you, you go. But yeah, thank you so much, Brian, for hanging out with us.
0: Thank you for having me and um, just keep doing your thing. I love seeing you. Have a great day, you guys.
1: All right. See you, Brian. Bye wepa 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 where well, there's another episode
2: this is so funny
1: <laughs> thank you so much brian coon for coming on mm-hmm. giving us all your time and working through the technical difficulties because you know that's the name of the game okay
2: mm-hmm. it's a virtual world it's, out here it's the life we live in we yeah. just gotta be able to deal with it it's like the the virtual the 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 technical difficulties are like the flat tire on the way to work, and now we don't have to worry. It's a much cheaper difficulty to deal with.
1: I would have never thought about it like that.
2: Because I think it's funny because it's like, because I'm in virtual class all the time, there's, there's not many excuses you can have as to why you're late. You can't have, I had a doctor's appointment, I had a flat tire. I hit every red light, all the excuses I've used before for why I've late, I can't use anymore, so guess who's been on time every day? (laughs) Make sure to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at (laughs) SidetimeD5. If you'd like to send us an email with any sort of comment or concern, you can find us at SidetimeBox5 at gmail.com
1: please rate and review on apple Podcasts. leave us that five stars and if you don't know what to write let us know if you're participating in the virtual arts incorporated uh, virtual marching band experience coming out this winter side type
3: B 5 we out, we out.